Panda for joining us today. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you. We are with Dr. Sachin Panda. I would call you the one of the world's foremost experts on circadian rhythm. And you, of course, have spent your career studying this natural internal clocks of mammals. I think you started with plants, yeah. actually. So plants, all mammals, all of life has a circadian rhythm. Your postdoc you specifically started studying circadian rhythms in animals, which of course is why we are here visiting you as we're very excited specifically about the work that you've done with animals. So let's back up and have you explain what is a circadian rhythm and do dogs and cats have one? Yeah, so circadian rhythms are essentially a daily timetable of different uh, physiology, metabolism, behavior that happens in our body. So almost every hormone, every digestive juice, every brain chemical, every gene even in our genome uh, goes up and down at different time of the day. Anything that shows that 24-hour rhythms, we call it circadian rhythms. Now the question is whether dogs and cats do have circadian rhythms, and in fact, uh, almost every animal does have circadian rhythm because in the wild, to adapt to light-dark cycle, all animals need to have that ability to predict when light is going to come up, when it's going to be dark. So that ability to predict time and to act, that's the true essence of circadian rhythm. And where does that come from, Dr. Panda, in the body? Yes, so that's the big discovery in the field over the last 25 years. That is, uh, it's not only in our brain, almost every organ, every cell, and even our skin cell, our hair follicles, every cell has its own clock. And almost every animal has uh, what we call master clocks because these are the clocks uh, that are present in few thousand nerve cells in our brain. They directly receive input from the eye. So these neurons are immediately seeing that light and darkness. And these light sensors sense mostly in blue spectrum of light. And they can reset our clock, and they can entrain our clock to the day-night cycle. The only clock that gets reset by light is that master clock in our brain. How, how could that impact them physiologically or metabolically when mom and dad are gone, they're stuck inside. Could that negatively impact their health long-term? Yeah, so that's something that we uh, don't understand yet. Uh, these neurons also connect to other parts of the brain that are involved in depression or uh, feeling happy and uh, producing melatonin, nightly hormone. So that means um, we have seen at least in humans and also in experimental animals, when animals don't have this blue light sensor, then they feel depressed. So that connects to your question that whether these animals who are our pets, when they are in dim light throughout the day, is it affecting their brain in some way? And I would think that they may be uh, less happy or they may be slightly depressed. It's likely that not having access to bright light or daylight might affect uh, their brain function, particularly their psychology, their personality. Is there anything physiologically that happens when that when they don't have access to daylight over weeks to months or years? Yeah, so um, these are some 
immediate effect of light on brain function, then there are some indirect effect. Uh, so, for example, bright light can also tune cortisol or stress hormone release uh, from adrenal gland. So, in that way, when animals don't have or when we don't have enough light um, during the first half of the day, then that also affects our hormone level. And we are just beginning to understand that because some of the effects, effects are direct, some are indirect. So it's a little bit hard to uh, dissect. But the bottom line is, I always say that light is the best antidepressant. Yeah. And it's plentiful and free. When pet owners come home at night, they're exhausted, they eat dinner, and then they turn on that TV, maybe falling asleep with TV, and their dog is right there beside them. Could there be negative health or hormone consequences from animals being exposed to blue light at 10, 11, 12, 1, 2 a.m.? What, what happens physically when that blue spectrum keeps going way past sundown? Yeah, so there are many issues now, particularly after we have adopted LED lights because we think that LED lights are the bright lights during daytime are good, and that's good, fine, but then we also tend to keep these uh, bright light at night. Uh, they're turned on, and that can be too much light sometimes. It's true that we like light, but at the same time, <laughs> having too much bright light at night is not the right thing to do. Uh, so that, that can be some negative health consequences. For example, in laboratory animals, we do know that if they're exposed to bright light in the evening, then the melatonin levels can drop. And melatonin is the sleep hormone. So it's very likely that even our pets, when they're exposed to bright light in the evening, their melatonin level is dropping, so they may not have restful sleep. They may not find it easy, some of them, to go to sleep. And, and believe it or not, that is a problem. In fact, a, a big issue is we're exhausted from working all day, so we come home, eat, go to bed. But our pets at one, two, three in the morning they're ready for a party yeah. and they wake us up. Uh, so there are some new studies showing that uh, daytime exposure to bright light increases, boosts up your nighttime melatonin. And we have experienced, a lot of us might have experienced when you go for hiking, uh, spending few hours on the beach, uh, that night many people do report that they sleep much better. Yeah. So just to extrapolate that to pets, it's likely that taking them for a walk when it is still bright outside might help them to sleep better at night. It's interesting. There's a condition with older cats where they, they end up having sundowner syndrome where they get their day and night switched. Yeah. So they sleep all day, but then at about midnight, they wake up and they are loud and obnoxious and rambunctious and howl and create enough disturbance in the home that no one in the home can sleep. And it's a very common problem with older cats. And do you think that that could play into not having their, their circadian rhythm being balanced? Yeah, so at the same time, as uh, pets get older, just like uh, we get older, our cornea changes and our cornea becomes more and more opaque to blue light because that is yellowing of our cornea and lens. All of these contribute to uh, our eyes getting less blue light. So the solution is to actually make an effort to be outside to get more sunlight or daylight. And uh, so it's likely that when the pets are getting older, uh, they actually need much more exposure to daylight than when they were younger, and that might help.
So what about people who leave, who decide to leave the, all the, they can sleep like a log. So they leave all the fluorescent lights in their home oh, yeah. on all the time. Bad for pets? Yeah, we cannot even put our laboratory animals in constant light. We need special permission. And if they are left in constant light, then our pets have to come and check them more frequently. <laughs> so common sense says when you are preparing yourself for bedtime, turn off your TVs. Don't sleep with your TV on. Yeah, yeah. Turn off your lights. Yeah. So the best uh, way to manage your light is what I call uh, light layering. So light layering is have only dim light that will light up your room. If you have few 40 watt bulbs, that will produce 10 to 30 lux of light. So that's dim light that may not suppress your, reduce your melatonin too much. And that's enough to go around. But if you need light to work, then it's better to have uh, spotlights or table lamps, uh, lamps that will actually illuminate the surface that you want to work on. So for example, if I have to read some books or I have to work on something, then I have table lamps or bedside lamp that will just illuminate that part. And if you were going to leave on lights, is there such a thing as good light? I don't want to say bad light, yeah, yeah. but are there better quality lights that we could be buying for our homes? If we're going to leave our dogs and cats inside when we go to work, what type of lighting should we leave on for them that could potentially be more beneficial to their bodies than others? Yeah, so lighting is going through a big revolution. There are even lights that can simulate day-night cycle to some extent. So that means they are they produce more blue light during the daytime, and then they reduce the blue light at nighttime. Um, people can go and find, even in their local Home Depot, Lowe's, or whatever store they frequently go to, and ask the uh, salesperson to see whether there are uh, light bulbs that can simulate day and night um, spectral changes, and they can get the appropriate light bulb for their, <laughs> for their fixtures. You've been able to take the information that you have learned in laboratory setting and applied it to people. And there's also, I think, enough inference now that we know that dogs and humans share over 84% of their DNA. So if we are relating rodent models to people, we can feel more comfortable relating dog models to people in some sense because dogs and humans are genetically quite similar. So we appreciate your hard work and your passion in discovering these important findings for lab animals because we're all benefiting from them.